All right, so we'll say, so now we are picking up Emirat Hashem on page 67 in the, in the Hebrew Hachsek, in the Chorus, I don't know where it is in the art scroll. Where is, where is it on the art scroll? 211. Page 211 in the art scroll, good. So I'll say, so remember again, focusing on the Midah of Nikios. And what I want to point out is, in the Midah of Nikios, what the Ramchal is trying to highlight over here, is that there are, Nikios means to go ahead and divest myself from like every last vestige of sin. But before I could divest myself of any last vestige, I have to know what? What, 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 what the sin is, and what the vestiges, vestigi, right? What the vestiges are, right, of it. So I have to realize the problem is so often, so often, I'm engaging in negative behavior and I'm not even aware of the type of negative behavior I'm engaging in. So writes, so writes the, writes the Ramchal. Harachilos v'alashinara. So he gives another example of it. Rabosai, rachilos v'alashinara. So kvar chumro noda. Everyone knows how stringent and how severe Rechilos and Lashon Hara is. The Godel Anafav, and there are so many appendages to it. Kirabu Ma'od. They both say, so here's what's amazing, that both Rechilos and Lashon Hara are so pervasive and so easily transgressible that Chazal said everyone transgresses Avak Lashon Hara. What's Avak Lashon Hara? Avak Lashon Hara is like, Avak literally means like the dust, like the dust. What it means is, not primary Lashon Hara, but what we'll call secondary or tertiary Lashon Hara. So we'll say, what's an example of Avak Lashon Hara? Just to show you how, how far-reaching this is. Kigon Da'amar, Hecha Mishtacha Nura, Ela Beplanya. I will say an example that I say, you know what? Ruvain, the lights are always on in his house. I will say, now that by itself, that statement by itself, you think about it, it can mean a variety of different things. The problem is, it could be understood to mean, oh, Ruvain's very wealthy, and therefore, again, he burns through oil like, like nothing, right? He could, always, he could afford to always keep the lights on. And what I'm doing is, I'm seeing something that by itself is innocuous, but it could lead someone to have a negative opinion. So I will say, so again, you see, it's hard enough, it's hard enough to refrain from saying actual Ashnara, right? Saying actual negative. I have to be vigilant that something that I say shouldn't open the door to someone saying or thinking something negative about another individual. Oh, another example is, she is saper another example is, I know Ruven doesn't like Shimon. So I say something nice about Shimon in front of Ruven. To say to yourself, my gosh, that's a good thing. No, it's not. Why? Because when I say something nice about Shimon in front of Ruvain, and I know that I know that Ruvain doesn't like Shimon, what's going to happen? Usually, human nature is it's going to cause Ruvain to say something negative about the person he dislikes. Even though I will say again, he seems so tame and so innocuous and so non problematic. So we'll say, so two examples of, again, the lights are always on in Ruvain's house. Okay. Or to say something nice about Shimon in front of Ruvain. I, I, the speaker, am not saying anything. But ultimately, again, as a result of that which I am saying, it could lead someone else to say or think so, or say something negative. That's Avak Lashon Hara. Klal Shal Davar. So we'll say, listen to this. There are many principles. Right? Here's the Klal. Here's the rule. Harbe Drachim Lietzer. Here's the rule. The rule is anything, anything that ultimately, again, 
could become either embarrassing or detrimental for another person, don't say it. Don't say it. In other words, just, just if, if, if in your mind, if in your mind, there is any way that this statement could ultimately, again, become a source of hurt, embarrassment, or damage for another person, just don't say it. Just don't say it. itself is despised and is repulsed in front of Incredible. Person who speaks Lashonara, it's as if he denies the existence of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Krok siv melashni So I want to be clear. You know, it is important to understand that there are times in life where a person does have to say something that is negative about another individual. Right? And as I was saying, sometimes, sometimes we take the Lashonara, laws of Lashonara, you know, to a, to a. On, in other words, we we misuse the piety. Somebody has v'shalom, does negative things. Somebody engages in harmful behaviors, right? I will say there is an obligation to talk about that in the greater community. There's an obligation to go ahead and disclose, because if I don't disclose, I am putting others at risk. I will say this is, and this is sometimes some, some of the worst, some of the worst misunderstandings of Lashon Hara, that, that Chas Shalom allow, allow, allow someone who's committing terrible things ultimately to escape judgment, to, to, to live under the radar. Shiduchim. The Bible says another thing. Right? It's so important. Right? You get called about a, a Shiduch reference, you get called about a Shiduch, and what happens? So human nature is uh, every Neshama is so beautiful. Every Neshama is so beautiful. But if you get called about a shidduch and you have information, you have an obligation to disclose. Because if you don't disclose, literally again, you're placing a stumbling block in front of another. And again, some, I will tell you that, that often it is good to seek guidance about how to disclose and what to disclose. But this idea that sometimes we hide behind Lashon Hara as we have not saying things that need to be said is terribly detrimental as well. So again, I just want to point out, like, there's, there's another side to the coin over here. But again, what Ramchal is telling us is, in general, how do you live in life? Should I say something or shouldn't I say something? So can this statement potentially cause harm and hurt to another person? If there's any way, even in a far-fetched way that it could, don't say it. Don't say it. If, if you think it through, and you think to yourself, no, I think this is a really good statement. Nothing bad can happen from this. Absolutely say it. Kama sinema nekima. Both say it's incredible. Sinema nekima. Sinema means hatred. Nekima means revenge. Kashem olihim malik mimenor. Right? Leif hosal shalom ne'adam. I will say, when you hate someone, when you hate someone, not harboring hatred and not taking revenge is very difficult. Very difficult. Listen to what I will say. It's so incredible. Ki ha'adam margish ma'ol ba'abanosav. I will say, a person really feels their degradation. If I've been embarrassed, or I've been degraded by someone, it hurts. It really hurts. And it causes me a great amount of pain. Listen to this. Wow. He says, revenge is sweeter than honey. I will say, by the way, you know why I love Duranchal also? He's very validating. In other words, sometimes like we think these things and we think, ah, I'm such a rush, I'm so terrible for thinking this. And Chazal says, you're not a Russia, you're a human being. You know what I mean? So someone hurts you, someone hurts you. The feeling of hatred that you have towards that individual, it's normal. The desire for revenge, absolutely normal. And taking that revenge, Chazal says, I shouldn't do that, but when I do it, that feeling of sweetness, normal. Because sometimes the only way I feel that I can escape these feelings of hatred 
is through revenge. Al came lechishiyeh bekochol laazov mashetivo machricho. So therefore, I will say, watch this. Therefore, when someone hurts me, it's normal to hate them, and when someone hurts me, it's normal to want to take revenge. So I will say, watch this. When I overcome my natural urges, and I don't harbor hatred, and when I overcome my natural urges, and I don't take revenge, understand what a profound win that is. I've just done something to go against my natural say. The hardest thing about say, to be honest, it's not hard. It's not hard to learn dafyomi, right? Why is it not hard? To, why is it not hard to learn dafyomi? Because it's givaldic, right? Because it's great, right? It's not. It's like, hey, what are you talking about? This is fantastic. It's not the god gotta learn dafyomi. I run to it. It's absolutely fine. Okay, some dafyomi are, are easier to run to than others, right? That that's true, right? But lamaisa, it's not a challenge. It's not a challenge. Because you know what is a challenge? Someone hurts me. Someone hurts me. And letting go of hate, that's a challenge. Someone hurts me, I have, I have the ability to give it right back to them, to take the comma, take a bench, and I don't do it. That's hard. That's hard. Because that, to learn Torah doesn't go against my tab. It doesn't go against my nature. I love Torah. I love Torah. It's easy. It's easy. But to go ahead and not take revenge, that harbor animosity, that goes against my nature. And I will say the greatest human accomplishment is when you're able to do something that goes against your nature. He goes on, he says, it's incredible. He says, To not hate someone who deserves my hatred, or to not take revenge, even though I'm given the opportunity. The ability to let go of the hatred. The ability that Ramchaler talks about forgetting. We'll say forgetting is not so poshut, right? When someone hurts you, you don't usually forget. I don't know that we're obligated to forget. What I'm obligated to do is to let go of the anger. To let go of the anger, to let go of the hatred. I will say those are two different things. Also, remember, Vipashtos, it's not always good to forget because there are some people you have to be careful with, right? And there are some people who you shouldn't be friends with. And there are some people you shouldn't do business with. And there are some people you shouldn't hang around with. There are people like that. So Bob Dafka, I have to forget. What I have to do is reach a level where I let go of the hatred. I'm not carrying around that hatred anymore. I, again, I don't need to have anything to do with you, but I also don't harbor one shred of animosity towards you. There's no anger. There's no hatred. There's no desire for revenge. Do you want to know the greatest manifestation of personalistic strength? It's the ability to let go of animosity even when it's warranted. It's the ability to not take revenge, even though the other person, mamish, has it coming. That is the greatest display of strength. And that at the end of the day, because that's going against my tab, it's going against my nature. He goes on. And we'll say, you know who is easy for? Not to hold, bear, not, not to harbor animosity, not, not to take revenge. You know who has an easy time with this? Malachim. Angels have a good time with this. And we'll say, human beings... Human beings is the greatest challenge. Amnam, Gezeres Hamelachi, Vamekros, Gilulim Ber, Hatev, Enam Tzrichim Perish. Bravo Sekhesh Baruch, who tells us he needs us to transcend our nature. Lo Sisna Sachicha Bilbavecha, Lo Sikam, Lo Sitar Spineamecha. Sekhesh Baruch, who says, I need you to be better than your nature. Your nature is to hate, your nature is to harbor animosity, your nature is to take revenge. I need you to do something great. Transcend your nature, go against your very core, let go of the hatred, let go of the animosity. 
Go ahead, don't take advantage of the opportunity to seek out the vengeance. We'll stop over here for today. Shkoyach. Oh, what a, mo- what a way to start the day. No, I'm just saying, wow. We did like three, three blocks of Gemara. Right? You did a- <laughs>